You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, I want to give a shout-out to our Sports Byline affiliates listening around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my man. And Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter. He's with me on the ones and twos, making it so hot that we sweat steam on a Tuesday in the summertime. We got a great show for you, okay? As you know, we have been previewing a different NFL team every day as we lead up into fantasy football draft season. The buzz is palpable. Football starting to take over the news cycle. And we've been in the NFC East all week long. We stay there today and preview the New York football giants. And we are here at Studio 34, rockin' Riley's here in Midtown Manhattan in New York. So I know my man, the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona, will have a lot to say about his team, the New York Giants. We got a poll up right now. The over-under for the Giants this year is eight and a half. Let me know if you think a good bet is to take the over or to take the under or to pass because you think that is a good line. You can let us know at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always holler at me, ask me questions, but please follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. We got a good back and forth going on about the Giants. As you know, I'll be giving you what starters you need tonight in DFS as well so you can win some cash. I was on the lineup lock show with my man Tony Sincata before that. He actually thinks it's possible to pay for Chris Sale, to pay for Corey Kluber, and to still fit Bryce Harper in your lineups. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. As you know, crown the greatest sports movie of all time. Also, we got a two-versus-three matchup in the basketball region. Hoosiers versus white men can't jump. I am partial to Rosie Perez, Billy Cito, and foods that start with the letter Q. Get on right now on Twitter and vote. We're talking Major League Baseball starters when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome to New York City is the track that Chris Bavona has chosen to bring us back to the Fantasy Freestyle. We drop stats over beats right here 
on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. It's time to tell you what you need in baseball tonight so you can win your leagues and win that cash. I got some news and notes. First of all, White Sox slugging outfielder Avasail Garcia has been activated from the disabled list. Remember, he was battling that thumb injury. He had one rehab game at AAA Charlotte. They have brought him up. The White Sox doing that most likely because they are facing a left-handed pitcher tonight in Houston for Houston, Dallas Keuchel, so they need Garcia in that lineup. Remember, that lineup used to be great against left-handed pitching, but that was before they traded away Todd Frazier. That was before they traded away Melky Cabrera. So it's great to have Avasail Garcia back in the lineup for the White Sox. My man, the Diamondbacks starting pitcher, Robbie Ray, who I've been talking about all season long. Remember a couple of weeks ago, he got hit in the head by a line drive that came right back up the box. It was on the seven-day concussion DL. He um, is throwing off of a mound as part of his return and part of his rehab. The question is, will he need a rehab start? Or will he, once you know once he feels cleared by the doctors, be able to get right back into Major League Baseball action? One thing I will say real quick, though, about this seven-day DL, I think this is something, remember, that um, the NFL was talking about adopting or others were saying that if the NFL adopted, it would really change the behavior of NFL players. Remember we talked about how they hide injuries because they don't want to be on the IR? Well, this is like a shorter-term list that NFL teams could use also as roster management. Important to note something that we haven't gotten into recently. Remember, I did talk about the pain management, the player safety. We're going to talk about that a little bit more this week at the end of the week on Friday. But interesting to note how the Major League Baseball uses that seven-day concussion DL. Twins third baseman Miguel Sano. Some people call him Sano. I call him Miguel Sano. He was available off the bench last night. Remember, he got a hit by a pitch on his hand on Friday. He is in the lineup for Minnesota tonight, you could probably start him with confidence. Similarly, the Red Sox have activated second baseman, former MVP, Dustin Pedroia. He's coming back from a knee injury. All right, last night, last night, um, there were only seven games on the slate. Max Scherzer was at the top at about 11,000, and he pitched well. Nine strikeouts, giving up only two runs in seven innings for the Washington Nationals. I told you a couple of other guys that you could have used. I talked about Erwin Santana against the Brewers because of their strikeout upside when facing the Brewers, how much they strike out. Well, Erwin Santana, who is not even a strikeout pitcher, as I mentioned yesterday, six strikeouts in six innings, a K per nine, only giving up two runs, got you a quality start. Hopefully that helped you out. The only thing I wanted to talk about, though, I said it was going to be interesting to see that Angels-Orioles game, right? And I said how J.C. Ramirez could be maybe consistent, would have a safe floor, and was decent in cash games, but wasn't going to you know, have the sexy strikeouts or anything like that. Well, he did not pitch well, J.C. Ramirez. He gave up six runs. It was not safe. The guy on the other side, though, was Dylan Bundy. And I said, he has a lot of variants, but if you get good Dylan, it could be really good and it could help you win some cash. And last night, Dylan Bundy, he performed for you. He struck out 10, count them, 10 Angels in seven innings, only giving up two runs. He got the win as the Orioles beat the Angels 6-2 to two last night. Hopefully you listened to me on Dylan Bundy and one of a little bit of cash tonight however 
tonight, we have a full 15 games on the slate, okay? All Major League teams are in action on the night slate, so a lot of options. At the top of the price chart, though, you got Corey Kluber and Chris Sale. Both of these guys are strikeout fiends. Both of these guys are in the top three in Major League Baseball in terms of strikeout percentage at 35 and 36%. Over a third of the batters these guys face strike out. So if you want to spend up and pay for Corey Kluber, if you want to spend up and pay for Chris Sale tonight, I think it's just fine. The one guy I do want to note, though, and I told you, I've been talking about these Diamondbacks pitchers for a while. My man, Zach Godley. Zach Godley tonight is at 8900 So if you need to save about $2,000, you can. He is against that Dodgers lineup. And the Dodgers have been sick lately. But remember, I've been picking my spots against the Dodgers with some effect over the last month, over this win streak for them. And I think Godley could be an option. Godley has been good. His last two starts, he has not given up a run, gotten about a strike per uh, strikeout per inning. So he is a viable option, even against the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right, but here's the other thing. The other thing is that You know, and it's funny, I tell you this, as we got people trying to get into the studio here at Studio 34 and Rockin' Riley's, people want this information so much they are clamoring for it, barging into the studio, because they want to know not only what starters, but listen, what you got to do in DFS is you got to stack, you got to find the right stacks, okay, where you're putting multiple bats from the same offense, that's a big-time strategy in DFS. I'm over here not giving you a fish but teaching you how to fish. So we're going to try to identify a couple of stacks today. And this is where you find pitchers that you can target against and try to play. And then when that team you know, scores 10, 11 runs, you get a lot of the production and you win all the money. And that's what we try to do here. Drop stats over beats and help you win cash on the fantasy freestyle. So I got a couple of stacks that I think are interesting. First of all, the Mets are starting a guy named Flexen. He's doo-doo. So I like the Rangers in City Field tonight. I like a stack of the lefties in the Rangers lineup going up against this righty. I'm talking about Shinsu Chu. I'm talking about Nomar Mazzara. These are guys at the top of the Rangers order. I like both of them. And here's the other thing. Yesterday, Tony on the DFS lineup lock show said something that I thought was absolutely crazy. But I'm going to follow his lead, and I'm going to give it out as a strategy tonight. I'm stacking the San Diego Padres, the team with the worst offense in all of baseball, with the least runs scored in all of baseball. I am stacking them tonight. In tournaments, sometimes you got to zig when other people zag. You know what I mean? So sometimes you got to hit them. You got to find opportunities where they might pop off, okay? And there is no better opportunity going from San Diego in that pitcher's ballpark. They are playing at Cincinnati at the beginning part of this week at the Great American Small Park where everyone seems to hit it out. And they're facing a guy named Sal Romano. This is a guy with an over-7 ERA. I think the Padres are primed to score some runs tonight. So I am stacking Padres. I'm talking Will Myers. I'm talking Yangervis Solarte. I'm talking um, Manny Margot or Hunter Renfro. Um, you know, I'm putting them in my lineups. Actually, uh, Renfro's not in the lineup. Manny Margot is, though, okay? Hitting leadoff there. Like I said, I like Solarte in the four-hole. I like Will Myers in the five-hole in that lineup, stacking in the Great American Small Park against Sal Romano. I also have an interesting punt play that I want to tell you about. If you're looking for a cheap option at shortstop, 
Adrian Sanchez is only $2,000 on FanDuel, okay? This guy rarely plays, but he's in the second spot of this lineup. Remember, it's all about opportunity. This is a guy at the bare minimum on FanDuel that is hitting in the two spot of the Washington Nationals order right in front of Bryce Harper, right in front of guys like Zimmerman and Rendon. I think that is a great place to be. He's going to hit. He's going to see great pitches to hit all day long. And up in this two-hole, you're going to get multiple at-bats. You might get another chance, you know, and all the an extra three points, an extra six points. That might help you. So I am going with Adrian Sanchez in the two spot for the Washington Nationals. The other interesting play tonight, you may not think about it, but Russell Martin is in the two-hole for Toronto, and he's facing CeCe Sabathia. He's a righty, Sabathia's a lefty, but he caught CeCe Sabathia for multiple seasons. So I'm betting tonight that Russell Martin has a little bit of in, knows some of the tendencies of CeCe Sabathia, what he might try to go to to get an out pitch. I like... My stack of the Padres, my stack of the Rangers, I'm punting with Adrian Gonz- uh, Adrian Sanchez, and I like Russell Martin in the catcher spot. Um, but I got to tell you the truth. I went Chris Sale at the top of the board at 11,400. Those strikeouts are going to be there. Hopefully you won some money. When we come back, though, we're going to turn the page. We're going to go to football. We're going to go to the NFC East. We're going to go to the New York football giants. I know my man Chris Bavona has a lot to say. Tune in for what he has to say when we come back. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge fantasy football package plus you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus get the exclusive edge fantasy football package now at rotoexperts.com enter free radio at checkout for your special discount got a hundred guns a hundred clips i'm from new york Got a semi-automatic that spits next time if you talk. And you can tell I get real ignorant. Cause I'm from New York. You know what it is. Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician right here. Dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my man Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter on the ones and twos. Keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And I got to tell you something, Chris. I know he is very excited because we go team by team here on Fantasy Freestyle. And today... We're talking New York football giant, so he's going to hear what I think about his hometown team, and he's going to be able to chime in as well. Before we get to that, though, we got some news and notes in the cipher around the NFL. Remember, training camps are open, so we're going to hear a lot of buzz. We're also, unfortunately, going to hear more on injuries because apparently football is a violent game. Let's start off on the good news, the buzz, okay, in New England. They're saying that uh, Tom Brady is going to new tight end, Dwayne Allen, a ton, especially in the red zone parts of practice. I think that's a smart move by the Patriots to build up Dwayne Allen for a number of reasons. 
as you know, Gronkowski has not been reliable health-wise, has that back. So you got to see what you got in Dwayne Allen. But also remember, the Patriots have been trying to employ the two tight end kind of threat and two tight end package ever back ever since they had Aaron the murderer Hernandez on their roster as well so they are trying to do that more buzz in Kansas City about rookie running back Kareem Hunt. I feel like a broken record at this point. They're saying Kareem Hunt is now getting more first-team reps at practice. That is a bad sign for a guy like Spencer Ware. If you happen to own Spencer Ware in any dynasty formats, he should be plummeting down your draft board. It looks like Kareem Hunt even has a chance to win this job in preseason. Keep an eye on that. I would not be surprised if Kareem Hunt is the lead back in Kansas City before too long. They also say that Christian Hackenberg was getting first-team reps with the New York Jets. I think this is just because they need to rotate him in and get you know some experience. I don't think this means that he's going to be the starter. I think McCown is ultimately going to be the starter. But if you want to tank, Christian Hackenberg could be the quarterback to do it. Also, in Seattle... They've got a split of reps, of the first team reps for the running backs, whether it's Thomas Rawls or Eddie Lacy. Also, I want to say about Eddie Lacy, he apparently did, in fact, make his weight. Remember, he's got those incentive clauses in his contract where he has to kind of stay. He has to stay at 250 pounds or less, okay? And there was some concern that he did not make his target for the beginning of August. They have announced that he did, in fact, make his weight target. He did get a bonus of $50,000 for doing so. We're also hearing news out of these football giants that Eli... Manning and Brandon Marshall are getting on the same page, starting to build that chemistry. I believe it'll be a little bit easier because both of these guys are veterans. Both of these guys know how to get themselves ready for the season and what little subtle cues to pick up on. We're doing the NFC East, and i got to tell you the truth. Part of the reason we are doing the Cowboys last this week is because we still have yet to hear any word from the NFL about a suspension for Zeke Elliott. There's word that it is coming down any day this week, so we are going to keep tuned for that. That will obviously have an impact in what you do uh, at the top of the draft at the running back position. Also, uh, today, I don't know if you heard, but Spike Lee, you know, director, was holding a rally in New York City at the NFL offices today, a rally in support of Colin Kaepernick. This story will not continue, but I think it's kind of a uh, catch-22. You know, he's having protests, you know, to support him and stuff like that, but this is exactly part of the reason why teams don't want him as a backup quarterback. You want no kind of stories or drama around your backup quarterback, and this may not help the cause, even though Spike Lee may be trying to. But, as you know, it is getting to be time where we're starting to talk about fantasy football. I know there are drafts starting to go on as early as this week. Some of you are drafting already. And let me tell you something. The first step to building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it and pick the squad at rotoexperts.com. Get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. The Roto Experts lineup, we got FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and fantasy football writer of the year, Scott Angle, nationally acclaimed top ranker, Jake Seeley, 2015 and 
2016 FSWA Award winners Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. And we got depth and upside with Frank Stanfill and Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all-pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the title. Get your exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter the promo code FREERADIO. You'll get a discount. And if you want to get more from my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive... He's got the Executive Edge Super Premium Package, okay? In addition to what you would normally get, he gives you auction values, and he also gives you access to the Fantasy Executive Snapchat. You can snap with Corey Parson and interact with him directly to get all the latest updates, okay? And I'm hooking you up. If you enter the promo code DANE, D-A-N-E, at rotoexperts.com slash executive, you will get a special discount. Let's talk about the New York Giants here, okay? I First of all, I love this defense. I love this defense. They go three cornerbacks deep. I love them up front with guys like JPP. My man snacks Damon Harrison, the former Jet. Olivier Vernon coming off the edge. I think this is primed to be a top five defense. Here's the problem. And this is something Giant fans have not heard in 10 or 15 years. The problem with the New York Giants is the quarterback position. Let me say that again. The problem with the New York Giants is the quarterback position. Eli Manning is getting to the age where people fall off a cliff. He was quarterback 21 last year. Got his 4,000 yards, okay? Had 26 touchdowns, but he had 16 interceptions. You know what other quarterbacks had 16 interceptions last year? Blake Bortles and Brock Osweiler. That's how many interceptions Eli Manning is throwing I think father time is undefeated I watch the Giants games I'm here in New York some of those interceptions were just straight ugly okay there is no reason to believe that in his mid-30s Eli Manning is all of a sudden gonna bounce back or have a better season so I'm a little bit low I'm fading Eli Manning okay I do here's the other thing and this is similar to like Cincinnati with Andy Dalton. This is similar to Los Angeles with Phillip Rivers. These are teams that decided to support their quarterbacks by adding playmakers on the outside as opposed to the offensive line, and I don't like it. I told you in the Bengals how they let their offensive linemen go, but then you know brought in John, Joe Ross and Joe Mixon. Well, the offensive line for the Giants is still one of the five to ten worst in the National Football League, but instead they decided to invest their money on Brandon Marshall as another weapon outside. And I think, you know, you got Odell Beckham. He's obviously one of the top wide receivers. He's obviously a first-round pick. This guy, Odell Beckham, I'm talking 101 catches, over 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. He should get paid. He deserves it. He is the man. My only question is, will he keep his, you know, Will he keep his uh, temper in check and wind up playing all 16 games? But that's neither here nor there. I told you when we talked about the Tampa Bay Bucks and how Deshaun Jackson will have an impact on Mike Evans. The same could be said for Brandon Marshall having an impact on Odell Beckham. And here's the thing. 
Odell Beckham is a guy who will take a seven-yard slant to the house, right? A lot of yards after the catch. He's got that yak. Brandon Marshall is your prototypical outside X receiver, and I think that's going to be very helpful in the red zone to be a big target for Eli Manning. So I don't think they conflict so much. In Tampa Bay, I thought Deshaun Jackson's going to hurt the deep ball for Mike Evans. If anything... Brandon Marshall is going to eat up red zone targets that might have gone to Odell, but I still love both of these guys. Brandon Marshall is such a beast. Giants fans, you're going to be very happy to have him. And I think Brandon Marshall is going to have a good season. I think Brandon Marshall is viable to be a wide out three if you want to know the truth. I think Brandon Marshall is going to set as a goal to try to get a thousand yard receiving season for what would be an NFL record fifth team. He's already got a thousand yard receiving season with the Chicago Bears, the Miami Dolphins, the Denver Broncos. And yes, even the New York Jets has done so in eight of his last 10 seasons, just not last year with the Jets. Then again, who did? And also like three years ago with the Bears when they had a putrid offense as well. I love Odell Beckham. I love Brandon Marshall. I think Shepard may see a drop in targets. Remember, he was the slot guy, but Brandon Marshall is going to eat into that. And Evan Ingram, this rookie out of Ole Miss, is going to get some targets. He's going to be a better real football player than fantasy football player because as I've mentioned if you listen to the fantasy freestyle you know that I think tight end is one of the hardest positions for rookies to come in and do well because you got to know the entire route tree and you also have to know the entire blocking scheme that's a lot and a lot different than what a lot of these tight ends did in college including Evan Ingram who is basically a pass catcher for the running rebels so I think it may be a little bit of a stretch to think that Evan Ingram can be good this year that's why I have him ranked as my 21st First tight end, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, has him as tight end 22. When we come back, though, on the fantasy freestyle, I'm going to talk a little bit about the running back room in New York, okay? Because I have an opinion different than most, okay? It is not Paul Paul Perkins. I am down on him. I'll tell you who I'm high on. We're also then going to go on to their schedule and see how many wins can we project for the New York football Giants. We got a poll up right now because the win total is eight and a half. A lot. There is a strong opinion out there right now on Twitter, but there is still time to vote at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. I know my man Chris Bavona is going to be happy about the results of the poll so far. We'll also get his take on the New York football Giants. All that and more as we put the fun in functional sports radio, dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez holding you down on a Tuesday. A little bit of Beastie Boys bringing you back. 
The Bounty Hunter on the ones and twos, making it so hot that we sweat steam. We've been talking about the New York football giants, and I want to keep it moving here. I think their running back situation is one that bears watching. The question is, do you believe in Paul Perkins? I liked him coming out of UCLA. I thought he had the potential to be a three-down back. But here's the question. Here's the thing. The Giants' offense is going to be a passing offense. It's just going to. They're going to put the ball in Eli Manning's hands. They're going to trust him to try to get the ball to these weapons. Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard, even the rookie Evan Ingram. That means that this running game is not going to be used. I'm going to tell you, I think the Giants will be one of the teams that run the ball the least in the NFL. So for that that opportunity, I do not believe in Paul Perkins, okay? I actually would fade Paul Perkins. You know what we call that here in the fantasy freestyle. We call that a fugazi. I would forget about Paul Perkins. However, however, Chris, I love me some Shane Vereen. I absolutely love Shane Vereen. Let me tell you something. They were using him between the tackles in early down work last year before he got hurt. He was almost he was a better running back in early downs than Rashad Jennings for much of last year. I think Shane Vereen is a tremendous value. And remember, know your settings when you play fantasy football. If you are in a pass, a PPR kind of league, a points per reception, Shane Vereen is an incredible pass catching back, okay? Last two years ago, he had 59 catches for 495 yards and four touchdowns. The year before that, 52 catches, 447 yards, and three touchdowns. The year before that, 47 catches, 427. You can write him down right now for 45, 50 catches, over 400 receiving yards. He, I talk about how high I am on a guy like Danny Woodhead, right, as a pass catching back that might get some burn in early downs. I think Shane Vereen is in the exact same situation, and I like the Giants' offense and their explosiveness more than, say, the Ravens' offense. I love, love, love Shane Vereen, okay? Corey Parson, my man, the fantasy executive, has Paul Parkins as his RB35, and Shane Vereen as his RB57. Yo, Shane Vereen is my hashtag sleeper, my diamond in the rough. I cannot tell you enough how strongly I believe in Shane Vereen. Go out and make sure, wait for him, and you can get him very late in your drafts. I love me some Shane Vereen, and I also think it's viable that Paul Perkins does not have a stranglehold on this job as the season goes on. What happens if the young back fumbles a couple of times? They're going to put Shane Vereen in, and you will thank me later. Let's look at their schedule, though, okay? I like the Giants' schedule. You know what I like most about the Giants' schedule? Week one at Dallas. We all think at this point the Dallas Cowboys are going to be without Ezekiel Elliott. So you want to have your at Dallas game be as early as possible. So now, even if there's only like a little one game suspension for Zeke, it's the Giants that are the beneficiaries. So I love that. Okay. They also, they go to Philadelphia to take the Eagles in week three and they start off at Washington. Okay. That means they get to host all three of their divisional rivals. They host Dallas week 14. They host Philly week 15. They host Washington week 17. I think that is a huge 
advantage for the Giants in this NFC East, okay? I also I want to make a little bit of a point. Your boy Speed's the spitting statistician. I got a lot of my boys out there in L.A., okay? Big shout-out to the Drankies out there in L.A., okay? And there, a lot of them are, Jan- uh, are uh, Giants fans. And you know what? The Giants play the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers this year. Both times, however, right here in MetLife Stadium in New York. So uh, those L.A. Giant fans will not get an opportunity to see them. What I do think is interesting, though, about the Giants' schedule, something you need to note, Chris Bavona, before you hop on this gravy train, they play both the AFC West and the NFC West. This year, that means a lot of long plane flights for some teams coming to play the Giants and for some team and when they go to the West Coast at Denver in week six at San Fran in week 10 at Oakland in week 13 at Arizona in week 16. Those could be tough trips. I think you're lucky, though, because you play the NFC West and you get to host the Seattle Seahawks you don't have to go up to the Pacific Northwest Vegas has the poll has the line for the New York Giants at eight and a half I like this team I think this team is a wild card team I think this team wins about nine games I like them at nine and seven okay so I personally would pass on this line I think it's a good line 67 percent of you however Say, take the over on that. Think the Giants will finish with at least nine wins. My man Gabe Morency agrees with me. Says that they are nine and seven. Thinks they'll be good, but maybe a tinge overrated. Jake Seeley, however, the all-in kid, he likes the New York Giants. Thinks that, uh, you know, throwing shade on my man Gabe Morency's pick. Uh, Chris Bavona, what say you? I know you're going to be high on the Giants. Uh, what say you? Where's the fantasy goodness coming from? So this is obviously biased for me. I am a diehard New York Giants fan. Been a fan of them my whole life. I am excited. October 1st, I am going down to Tampa Bay, meeting my dad, going to the Giants-Bucks game. At Tampa. Uh, that's a tough Tampa, matchup, man. Yeah. On the road in Tampa. That's a one. that's a tough matchup. I'll be doing plenty of DFS lineups with just those two. Those teams guys you're gonna be stacking the bucks and giants and putting it all in one basket okay i want like a i just want like a big scoring game for that day fair enough um fantasy wise i want to talk dynasty i want to talk about evan ingram i don't understand why you think he's not going to be a fantasy stud maybe this year no obviously with odell beck and brandon marshall and sterling Sterling shepherd alone he's going to not get that much i can see this though one he's a small guy I can see at some point they might want to move him out to wide receiver. He's faster than most of these tight ends. He could be a good slot guy. If it's not on the Giants, maybe he gets traded somewhere else. I really like Evan Ingram because this guy could show some versatility maybe one or two years down the road. I love the idea of trying to draft him in Dynasty Leagues. Okay. I mean, you know, maybe in Dynasty. I Like I said, though. Tight end is a very hard position to come out of the gates and hit the floor running. You're not wrong. Because, like I said, you have to learn all the, all the routes that the tight end runs. You also have to learn the blocking scheme. Some of the things you just said there, Chris, you talked about Brandon Marshall, Odell Beckham, and Sterling Shepard. That's a lot of mouths to feed. I also remember, I'm telling you right now, Shane Vereen is going to get 45 catches for this team as well. Okay? So I think that there's just not, there's only one football to go around. Okay? And also, when you got those three guys, in three wide sets, 
Evan Ingram is a receiving tight end. You might have to have the pass-blocking tight end in there a little bit. Guys like Will Ty. I don't even think that Ingram is going to be the only tight end on the field. I think it takes a long time for tight ends to realize their potential in the National Football League. So I think Evan Ingram may be a, a decent uh, guy to have out there, but I don't think fantasy production will uh, you know, kind of dominate for him this year. But uh, you're you're high on them, though, huh, Chris? You're taking the over? I'm absolutely going to take the over. I'm looking at, at their schedule right now. The definite losses, I think, for them are going to be probably that week three against the Eagles. I don't like at Philly. I don't like at Philly at all. I'll tell you right now, I don't like, I don't like I don't at like, Oakland. Me neither. I don't like at Oakland. I'm okay with at Arizona. I'm okay with at Denver. Actually, I think at Denver, I think they might win that game. Yep, that could be. A, that's a big game for them. I really love that they get their division rivals all at home in December. Dallas, Philly, and Washington come into MetLife. So listen, sixty-seven of the people percent of the people agree with you to take the over. I think they finish right around nine and seven, but I do think that is good enough to get a wild card in the NFC. We keep talking about the NFC East tomorrow. However, Chris, we got to keep it moving because we put the fun in functional sports radio. We have a two versus is three matchup in our greatest sports movie of all time in the basketball region. We got the two-seed Hoosiers up against the three-seed White Men Can't Jump. And if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, you know that this is one of my favorite movies of all time, White Men Can't Jump. I told you when I was out there in California, I recreated a scene out there on Venice Beach. Can you hear Jimmy or do you listen to Jimmy? Do you know foods that start with the letter Q? Are you getting hustled by the Stooky Brothers? I am... Listen, we're at the point of this tournament where I feel no shame in lobbying for teams and advocating for movies here. I want you guys right now to go out and vote at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds, for the number three seed, White Men Can't Jump. I promise I will only do this for this and one other movie in the field. I want White Men Can't Jump to get in there. I love this movie. Um, Chris, can you help me out with some advocacy? Normally... On any other day, in oh, wow. any other matchup, oh, wow. I would 110% be right oh, next wow. to you saying, come on, Billy. Billy. I have you need one, to empathize with the dry-mouthedness. I have one reason, though. Why? That I had to vote for Hoosiers. The difference being is that Hoosiers is such a great movie. It is in the National Film Registry, which means this is a film that's going to be preserved for hundreds of years. Preserve whatever. I'll just stream it on. I'll stream it on Netflix. It it's all good. Matter. Unfortunately, White Man Can't Jump is not in there. That means that Hoosiers is up there with movies like 12 Angry Men, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Citizen Kane, which is considered one of the greatest movies ever made. That's how important Hoosiers is to America. That is the only reason, the only reason why I had to vote for, vote for Hoosiers in the sense that I just think that Hoosiers is just a much more important film than White Men Can't Jump. That being said, I saw the polls. I see where things are going. If you win, if this does win, I am all for White Men Can't Jump. It is nothing against Woody Harrelson or Wesley Snipes or our girl, Rosie Perez, but it's just a matter that history, I think, is on Hoosier's side. Listeners to the Fantasy Freestyle, do not listen to the man on the ones and twos. 
please do not. You know you need to listen to your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. I love me some Rosie Perez as like an eight or nine year old. I would say maybe like a nine or ten year old. I got to kiss Rosie Perez at the AIDS Danceathon here in the Jacob Javits Center in a uh, you know foundational moment of my childhood. And uh, as I look at the polls, Chris, sixty nine percent. Agree with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, and going with white men can't jump right yeah. now. I thank yeah. you. I appreciate everybody that is out there at FNTSY Radio, at Spitting Speeds. We need more people to vote. Get on Twitter right now and list all the foods that start with the letter Q that you know. We need white men can't jump to advance to the Elite Eight. If they do, they will take on the five seed Space Jam. And so I have a. Uh, a quick thing for you. I don't know if you know this, Chris, but uh, Space Jam 2, which is supposed to be happening and supposed to be in production, is now in limbo. Director Justin Lin is saying it is not the right time for production yet on Space Jam 2. I have a theory about why. I think it's because LeBron James is really embracing this villain role again. Remember, he's got the beef with Kyrie Irving. So he's not really like universally loved anymore. I don't know if he's the right fit to take that Michael Jordan role in this movie, in the Space Jam 2 sequel. I think they might be waiting to see if there's another guy that can take LeBron James's place. But we'll see what happens in the Elite Eight matchup. If it holds true, it would be Space Jam versus White Men Can't Jump. Please get out there and vote. Do not listen to Chris Bavona. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez. Come on right back. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. I'll let Alicia Keys stick to the singing on this one, but we are representing New York as we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Only a couple minutes left. I do want to tell you, I had Adrian Sanchez in as my punt play at only $2,000 on FanDuel. He's already got a hit for me, okay? So he's already returning that value. Also, one last thing I wanted to mention today. Remember Dodgeball, which was a movie that was in our tournament and is no longer in the running. But if you remember that movie, you remember about ESPN 8, The Ocho. So ESPN did a great thing today. They turned ESPNU into ESPN 8, The Ocho on 8-8, August 8th today. And they had some interesting programming. Roller Derby Championships. Firefighters World Challenge. Arm Wrestling Championship. The 2017 Championship of Corn. Hole was a little bit earlier on tonight on ESPN The Ocho. We got the USP, um, the US Open Ultimate Frisbee Championship 
Chris, which of these would you rather watch? Roller derby, trampolines, firefighter, world champion, darts championship, cornhole championship, uh, ultimate frisbee championship on ESPN, The Ocho? The ones I'd be watching would probably be roller derby, obviously. Roller and, derby, sure. Um, uh, what was that last one you just said? Uh, um, there was ultimate frisbee, cornhole. There you go. Ultimate frisbee. All right. I know some people out there are interested in the cornhole as well. It is summertime, okay, so a little game of bags is never a bad thing. You could always do that with a beer in your hand. You could always find me here with a beer in my hand at Studio 34 at Rockin' Riley's. That's where we do our thing on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I will be back tomorrow as well. We'll continue to preview the NFC East. We're going to go to Philadelphia to the city of brotherly love and talk about all the weapons in Philadelphia that have been added to support second-year quarterback Carson Wentz. We'll see what the schedule looks like for them as well. If you should bet the over, bet the under. I'm telling you right now, I have a surprise team that I think is going to win the NFC East. It's not Dallas. It's not the Giants. And it's not Washington. Found out why I say that tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're also going to get closer to our Elite Eight don't listen to Chris. Listen to me. White men can't jump. I can hear you, Jimmy. You know what it is. Dane Martinez speeds the spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll see you tomorrow on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.